0: Hello, and welcome back to Block Talk, the show that has critics saying, eh, it's alright, I guess. I'm your host with the most, Green Phlegm, and I dig straight down because I ain't no baby. My next guest is someone that you all should know about. His mods are more in-depth than most others out there, and the variety in them is staggering. Please welcome to the stage, Rika. Hello. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So if you want to sit down
1: hello oh i just right click it okay yeah yeah
0: sorry and I, I probably should have explained it it's a it's a whole new world with these these little micro blocks man um yeah i've not done much <laughs> of these newer rods i don't know if you're creative i'm not creative at all <laughs> when it comes to designing these types of things not with this sort of thing <laughs> so um so yeah i mean uh i just want to start by introducing you you're obviously eureka you created rotary craft chroma craft chroma sorry chroma- chromaticraft Craft. my bad and um, if uh, yeah, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, what what do you do? What are you known for?
1: Um, well, I mean, rotorcraft is how it got started, mm-hmm. right? Um, then shortly after that, I say shortly, like a year and a half, reactorcraft is an add-on, and then another six months later, ElectroCraft. Yep. And then a few mods on the side, in Geostrata, die trees. Those two grow in grew into chromaticraft, which of course is now the largest of all of them, feature-wise and code-wise and file size-wise. <laughs> Um, and performance-wise. But, um, yeah, um, Rodecraft and Chromaticraft are definitely the most well-known of the two, or of all of them. But, yeah, I, I mean, if people have heard of me, that's, it's going to be through one of those two, because, yeah. you know, I wasn't, you know, exactly one of the popular ones. I never have been, and never likely will be. So...
0: Well, that's why I wanted to talk to you because I mean, not I mean, I think I think you're pretty prolific. You've been around for a long time. When did you start modding?
1: Um, the Christmas break between 2012 and 2013, hmm. specifically. Uh, so I was playing. I had just been introduced to Tekkit, like, you know, one two five It, right? Right. Um, I had immediately fallen in love with Billcraft, so started a world with basically a stripped down version of Tekkit, um, Billcraft, um, Red Power. EE, as it was called back then, um, Computer craft, a handful of others. And after a while, I, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm sick of going and exploring for oil all the time, right? Going and finding a new oil well, and then having to teleport it back with those um, Billcraft Additional Objects pipes. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make a mod that allows you to turn sugarcane into fuel, right? Or sugarcane into oil specifically, right? I called it ethanol oil, uh imaginatively enough. <laughs> anyway... So I made a Nikolite furnace and a few other things. And this took like a month to figure out You know the basics. Is at the time, I was not familiar with Java. I did have some programming background, but not object-oriented programming. And I was thoroughly unfamiliar with the back end of Minecraft with Forge and all these other things. So a lot of it was trial and error and whatnot. But eventually, I did get this mod, which I never ended up using cause the world died, I guess, in lost interest shortly thereafter. Okay, but. No, with that I would had the foundation. A little, a little later, I decided that hey, I am. Um, I want to make a, a, tools mod because I'm sick of mining. You know all the, the stuff out with a stone pickaxe because I'm too cheap to spend the iron on it. And <laughs> definitely too cheap to spend the diamonds on it in a mod pack. Anyway. So I thought, okay, so this means it's going to be made out of bedrock, which means you need to mine the bedrock, which means I need a machine to mine the bedrock, because I don't want to just give the player the ability to mine the bedrock directly, because then you can mine it to the void. Okay, so I need a machine. Let's make it a bedrock breaker. Let's make an engine, and you can probably already see where this is going.
0: (laughs) Wow, so it it sort of just snowballed into what it is now.
1: Yeah, it was originally planned as a tools mod, and instead grew into a whole power system mod. There's actually a funny story associated with this. Um, so originally I was going to go with a Billcraft-style power system, right? Just because I wasn't imaginative. I wasn't able to figure out how to do that, but that's a good thing because midway through being stuck and not knowing what the hell to do, I was in a... I dozed off at one point, had a dream about gearboxes due to stuff that was going on in the real world at the time. Mm-hmm. And woke up and I I know what I'm going to do for for the mod, and of course that evening I programmed in you know two to one, four to one, eight to one, and sixteen to one gearboxes, and that's how rotarycraft really got its start as what it is now.
0: Oh wow! So I didn't I didn't know that. That's interesting. So it would it could have gone a totally different direction if you hadn't had that dream.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So what what do okay? So like this that mod. Rotorcraft in general is sort of one of those mods that like it seems like a behemoth to take on if you've never used it. Like you see screenshots of it and people, you know, like people's crazy creations, and, and it's like, oh my god, I don't know if I could even ever do that. Like, what do you do in your daily life that you learned how to like that you that you learned like the mechanics for this? Like, are you are you like some sort of engineer? Like, if you can say yeah, like, what you? okay,
1: yeah, I've okay. Uh, got multiple degrees now. Okay, And air. Engineering and aerospace specifically.
0: Well, that but, explains a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of what, like, a lot of the sort of the undergrad degree went into rotorcraft, you know, basic uh mechanical stuff, kinematics, mm. uh, thermodynamics, um, some stress analysis stuff. This is like, it was like all the equations that govern, you know, the, the load limits on the shafts and the gearbox and such, those were all determined by what I learned just a few years prior in undergrad, so
0: i love it uh, has this helped you at all and like i mean it's it sort of ba- it's basically putting like all of these like ideas and, and and dynamics into into real life well not real life practice but you know into some sort of like a practice has this helped you at all in your life i asked king lemming this in the last episode has this helped uh, your career at all have you used your minecraft mod in like your resume or something like that
1: um I mean, putting things on a resume it was kind of difficult in my situation because you know i i do everything in Minecraft under an artificial name
0: right yeah
1: but yeah I mean I have been able to put that you know I've got programming experience of various languages and now it's various languages uh that was a thing I could do that's um, cool
0: well I mean so what you I've watched your I I the one what sort of differentiates you from a lot of people is you, I mentioned this in the pre-interview that you you actually play the game, and I noticed that a lot of mod modders don't play the game. Um, they they sort of mod in that and through modding they lose interest in actually playing the game. So that sort of makes them, you know, not lose interest in Minecraft in general, but they become more of a modder than a player. But you and the way I actually found out about you was through your Let's Plays on YouTube and you your world and your world that you made it looks like you like min-maxed everything in your own mod. You like your your world is ridiculous. And, and, and is your mod made specifically for you? Like, do you cater your stuff just like, oh, I want to add this for me? So and that's what it sounded like in the beginning.
1: That is largely true. I, I don't know if I'd use the term cater because it implies excluding others. But yeah, the yes, a large quantity of the features in Chromatic Chromaticraft and others are based on, hey, I want to have this thing and I don't readily have a way to do that. I'm going to implement this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the tools earlier, but um, much more um, uniquely, I guess you could say, is for example, a lot of the chromatograph stuff. Like, chromatograph is a device, has multiple devices, in fact, for flood filling caves with light. These are de- designed specifically because I often find myself in a situation where, you know, that's the best way to acquire resources in a fairly early part of the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And. I am extremely high-strong, like so high-strong that I actually got jump-scared by a block of cord stone once. (laughs) Okay. um, Point is, is that I do not have the nerves to go into a cave when it's dark with mobs in it, right? Got it. So flood-filling with light solves both of those problems, right? You can't really be jump-scared if you can see the thing coming from 40 blocks away. Yep. Um, Also, light prevents spawns, of course. Anyway, so yeah, that's... I've been told time and time again, hey, why would you ever make this thing? This thing is useless, right? No one, aside from me, appears to have ever seen the value in it. But I implement it because I very much saw the value in it and I use it every single time, contrast to many other things. Um, I don't have a list in front of me, of course, of all the things that I've implemented because I personally wanted them, but that is a very, very long list, yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I, that, that's really cool. Like, I mean, it, in, the fact that you had to, like, I don't know, that you had to, like, clarify, like, oh, it's not just for me. Like, I think that mods and, and the th- who cares if you're putting it out publicly? Like, they're obviously a labor of love and created by you. Like, who cares if you put stuff in there that you want? Like, that it's your mod, you know? And, like, I think you've carved out your own niche amongst the tech mods that, that sort of can't be replaced. And even, and this sort of brings me on to my next question, the elephant in the room. I mean, you're still only on 1.7, right? Like, you you haven't you haven't made the leap to 1.12. can you Do you want to talk about that? Like, I mean, there's a huge gap. In the tech mod world because the fact
1: that you haven't Yeah. I mean, there are multiple reasons for that. The chief among them, like far eclipsing the others, is just a pure logistical issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. the mods being as big as they are. Yeah. Like, this was actually brought up by someone random earlier today. Between them, they have almost a million lines of code. That is almost as big as the entire Minecraft base game itself. That is, as you might imagine, one hell of an undertaking to actually update. Especially when you consider that, especially when we're talking Wordcraft, of Chromaticraft, especially Chromaticraft, there's they tend to be a lot deeper in terms of how they interact with the base game compared to like most mods, which just build on front-facing API stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means they're more affected by changes which happen every update, right? And that means that not only do I have more code to try and update, you know, the sheer size of the mods, but more of it has to be thrown out and redesigned and it's not a simple matter of like oh just some variable name changed because you know they rip out for example an entire rendering system well now chromaticraft which exploited the particular implementation (laughs) work of that render system can't do the thing it used to do and i gotta find an alternative that's i won't claim it's impossible at least not most of the time but it's still quite an undertaking and so yeah that that's the primary reason like i estimate it to be many months worth of work man that sounds crazy um go ahead well what do you what do you
0: i mean do you think you'll ever do it if like 1.14 comes around and it becomes like the i mean the same kind of de facto that 1.12 is or or do you think you're gonna stay because i mean like i said i mean 1.7 still has thousands and hundreds of thousands of people probably playing it daily because so many good mods are still there you know it's not like it's not like it's ever gonna be forgotten
1: yeah, I mean, I'll never completely rule out updating, like, I've, I've, I'll never say, you know, okay, I'm guaranteed not to update. Mm-hmm. However, the criteria I always have for updating is, does it currently justify the, 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 the work and the cost of doing so? And I've not felt that it has. That's fine. Um, one thing that, for example, this is just in theory, right, an example, uh, that would get me to update would be some version of Minecraft being like, hey, this is the last version of Minecraft. Whether that's because future versions are not moddable, or because Mojang officially says, hey, we will not make any updates past this, or whatever. Because then I know that you know I will never have to update again. That would definitely count very strongly towards me updating. Of course, that hasn't happened, at least not that we know of.
0: But man, that would that would be actually kind of nice, wouldn't it be? I mean, like, because the modders have taken it to the point where it it Anything that Mojang adds will just sort of be like, oh, okay, it's another stepping stone to just, you know, updating our game and getting us onto the newest version. It's like, I mean, no offense to Mojang. It's just like the stuff that they add, either A, modders have done it before better, or B, it's just sort of like, you know, another mob or something like that. Like, if, yeah, if they stuck to a version and just said, hey, this is the last one, like, I think that would be one of the better things to happen to the mod community in a long time.
1: I agree. I mean, I've seen very mixed reactions to saying that, but yeah, I do agree that that would. Help stabilize things and help also guarantee. Because there's another phenomenon is there's people tend not to, and this includes me. People tend not to want to put a lot of work into updating a thing or implementing a thing if they think it's all going to get thrown out, you know, six months a year later. Yeah, yeah. And that's I've seen many people say, hey, you know, why bother? You know, back, you know, putting all these bug fixes in if you know Minecraft's going to be updated, you know, six months from now. Uh, Forge has often made this exact argument and said, oh, we won't bother putting this fix yet, right? Um, well, obviously this will stop being a problem if this update is guaranteed not to come. But
0: <laughs> I think it. I don't
1: think thing. that's a likely outcome, we no, I... in the sense of officially like saying, hey, we won't update the sense of in the sense of um, hey, future versions won't be moddable. that's entirely possible.
0: Oh yeah, but yeah, maybe switching over to the bedrock version, you know, is their main Minecraft version. I mean, that's that's something that we were calling years ago whenever Mojang was bought, and like it still hasn't happened, but you never know. It could still happen.
1: Yeah, I was thinking a little more fundamental than that. Like, For example, I've heard of a change proposed so that I've been hearing about it for more than a year and a half now. Uh, basically, it would replace tile entities, which I don't know how experienced you are with modding. They're basically the ticking object associated mm-hmm. with the block. They are mm-hmm. the core of how machines and other things work. Yeah. They wanted to replace these with a system that's much more like uh, the json scripts. So you could basically build prefabs if you're familiar with Factorio modding it's kind of like that you've got templates and you mm-hmm. define some parameters but nothing more so it's not that... as
0: extensible you can't like you can't it's not as moddable
1: so exactly that, that yeah. would kill modding as we currently know because you couldn't build something that does something completely unique yeah. um and to use effect you know an analogy from factorio factorio does not have a concept of an entity called a shield dome you just can't. You can't just make one and say, "Okay, it's got this strength and whatever," right? Yeah. So to yeah. actually make that, which I did, you have to have like tons of fake entities and tons of scripting running in the background. It's comparatively unperformed. It's got all sorts of weird little loopholes, and <laughs> it's very, very inexact in comparison. And that's a comparatively simple, you know, concept, right? Something mm-hmm. like Chromatic or Crystal Network don't even bother. It's not worth it. So, well, yeah, like that would have happened
0: it's sort of like a blessing and a curse isn't it with modding like it's a it's so moddable like minecraft inherently just by being java and like how it's how forge and and the the coder pack has been made like it's so moddable that like you can mess anything up in the game (laughs) but like if if mojang dialed it back a little bit and made it official quote unquote like sure there'd be more out there and it would be more supported but like you would lose some of the creativity that i think you guys you have made you know Craft stuff like that like stuff that really pushes the game into like new depths i don't think it would be possible anymore
1: yeah having modded many games now with various levels of access ranging from hey you can just define a couple of json files like starbound all the way up to all tons of custom coding like in minecraft mm-hmm. yeah like no other game in my experience has the same sort of mod that at least that I want has the same sort of mod complexity uh, variance and innovation that Minecraft does because there's just not as much freedom to do such a thing. That, but the closest yeah. example I can think of is space engineers, which gives you code access, but it's very limited right They lock down just a few libraries. And left right, and center there's mods saying, hey, I want to do this feature, but I can't do it because the API doesn't allow it and' include some of my mods. And what they accomplish is generally far more limited, with the exception of a few very unique examples, and even they have issues due to the restrictions.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I've I've said that all the time. Like I've mentioned that a ton. That like yeah, Minecraft I, I think is unprecedented in the modding community. Like even like even Skyrim, which is such a huge modding community, you know, it's still kind of reliant on the sort of modding APIs that that Bethesda puts out there, um, and you only have access to sort of like Things that the game already can do, you can't like make a whole new system. And I mean, I'm not the most um, experienced in in Skyrim modding, but it's definitely not to the point where you can just add like crazy new systems. Like you know, bil- you know, imagine. I mean, it would never work in in the Skyrim sort of world. But imagine making like a thermal expansion mod or like a rot- rotary craft mod type thing and and sort of like that. It would be impossible. And yeah, like Minecraft really does just give you that. Like it feels unprecedented. And yeah. uh, I think that's what keeps it alive. I mean, obviously, the, modding's not the thing that makes Minecraft the thing it is now. But I think I think modding kind of keeps the intrigue alive, especially on YouTube, which is what sort of blew up Minecraft. Like, obviously, those people didn't stick to vanilla. What did they do? They went to modded, right? Like, they, they went and did that. And that, that sort of kept kept minecraft alive at least in the public consciousness like look at this crazy thing somebody did look at this crazy thing somebody did i mean look around here i see you looking right now? like look at this crazy crap we made a freaking talk show set with with like a camera switcher that i'm doing right now and like it's in a game where you're supposed to like build blocks like it's
1: weird yeah i mean i uh, i try not to overestimate the impact of modding because just in terms of raw numbers yeah yeah. it's like five percent right so it seems therefore folly to suggest that the mods are sort of having the majority of the impact on the game that said they certainly have a noticeable impact and if nothing else they a provide an outlet to people who say oh Minecraft's a kid's game we'll try some of these mods <laughs> yeah um and secondly they minecraft is a game you can get bored over very very quickly mm-hmm. um Now, there are some ways to keep yourself interested, especially if you're creative or whatnot, but generally speaking, you can get bored of it very quickly, especially if you play the game as it was quote unquote designed as a game, you know, the survival experience. Mods, of course, allow a great deal of expansion on that and a lot of replayability with all sorts of different configuration. And so people who might otherwise get bored and leave the game don't, and that helps keep them playing, and keeps the game talked about, and yeah, word of mouth and whatever
0: yeah I, I where do you where do you see it going in the future i mean with within general like do you see what would it take to get it into the next level
1: uh i i honestly have no idea i mean <laughs> the historically at least from my experience the minecraft modding community has largely been dictated through I guess you could call it innovations, you know, people occasionally will think up some whole new super impressive thing. And it sort of dominates the community for some period of time, usually on the order of a few months to a year. Right. And this one, of course, it is popular in its own right, but it also sort of sets a precedent in that look what mods can achieve, and mods will still call back to that, you know, years later. Um I wasn't around in the early days of modded. I didn't even know Minecraft existed back then. But from what I hear, the uh, you know, the early days of buildcraft and industrial craft especially, they sort of set a new standard of like, oh look what, you know, mods can do with all sorts of machinery and whatnot. And of course then 15 other mods crop up doing the same thing and for long, that grows into what becomes tech.
0: Yeah, exactly. The yeah. The tech side of it. Yeah, it uh it it showed that hey mods can work together. You know, there was a that was sort of like again, unprecedented in other modding communities mods working together and having this cross compatibility. You know, like you know, mods nowadays are made in mind of like how can I work best with like these thousands of other things out there, right? That's the whole idea of like the 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 ore dictionary and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure for example there will be a lot of people who point to, for example, RF, the uh the power compatibility as one such revolution. Right. I of course, as you probably know, have my reservations about that. <laughs> well, but you
0: pave um, your own path,
1: buddy. I
0: I think you I think you you I think RF would be too limited for what you
1: need it for. Yeah, I won't claim RF shouldn't exist. Obviously it has use. Mm-hmm. It's you know, utility mods, gendistry, for example. You know, no one wants gendistry to have its own power system. Right. But the um yeah it's yeah, it's not something that should be applied universally. But um my point is it's just yeah, there are people, for example, who point to that as a, a revolution in that, you know, now you've got a whole bunch of mods directly working off each other as opposed to sort of being compatible by I guess you could say being compatible versus acting like two parts of the same whole.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I uh, I just exhausted all of my questions. I, uh, I really... Do you have anything else to say? Do you have any plugs? You know, do you have a Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: While I have a Twitter, I do not use it. At least not with any regularity. I've never liked the platform. I, I am known for being verbose, often excruciatingly so. <laughs> <laughs> so a platform that restricts your your ability, like, your, you know, the length of your communication is yeah. exactly the opposite of the kind of thing I would normally find myself wanting to use.
0: Okay, well, since you're so damn modest, I'll pimp out your stuff for you. Everybody go download <laughs> Rotary Craft, Chromatic Craft. They're all great mods, and I think you all should give them a try. Um, check out your YouTube channel. I think it, you have some great stuff on there. I don't know if you have tutorials, because do you have tutorials on there?
1: Um i don't have tutorials of my own creation okay there are people who've made spotlights and one of that some of which active tutorials sentinel h is probably the standard at this point got it but um yeah my stuff just hasn't been popular enough to have a ton of people playing and making wikis and whatever there are wikis and such but they're incomplete got it
0: well i mean yeah just go check out your stuff see the crazy stuff that you can do with it and I, i recommend checking out the mod thank you so much for being on man